in the house of the Lord this morning? Are you glad that you woke up this morning? And as I set up, I'm going to put my phone in everything because we're Facebook. And you know what? Lives can be changed on social media. So if I look at my phone, don't be, don't worry about it. I promise you, I've got, I'm going to pay attention to YouTube. Okay? Praise God. God is good. God is so good. And before I start today, let me tell you, this is the first time I've been on stage in about two and a half years. Um, two and a half years. Um, and, and I'm going to do a brief story real quick. My name is Kevin Edwards. I'm born and bred right here in Wilmington. Born and bred in Wilmington, and I'll be here until I'm dead. Well, whatever God has in my life, I'm giving it to him, and uh, whatever he wants me to do, I'll lay it down for him. Um, over the last two years, two and a half years, things have happened in life that have really... Uh, has anybody ever been punched in the gut before by things that happen in life? Yeah, we all have. Well, it hit me really hard. Um, to the, I stepped away from the ministry for a little bit, not, not knowing God, but stepping away from the influence of the stage. Um, it was a really hard time, especially last year, 2020. Can I be real? Can I be raw today? Are you okay? 2020 sucked. Okay? It was bad, but it's okay. Everything's okay. And I have another sermon. It's called Beautiful Darkness. And it was during the time that uh, my mom passed away. And we'll talk about that too. But also throughout that time, I learned about relationships. How important relationships are. And how important it is that we be relational with one another. And we were created to be relational. We're not created to be alone. So today, the topic is going to be friends. Okay, so John, or, or at the computer, will you play this video for me? Come on, you guys, we're sorry. Our, our subway broke down. That's a lie. You went to the game. I can see Joey's hand. For the love of God, take it off! <laughs> you guys, come on, it doesn't matter why we're late. We're all here now. Please let us in so we can have some of your delicious turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a dream once about a fax machine that did that. How are we going to decide who gets this? Water balloon! <laughs> what are we going to do? I'm starving. Oh, I just remembered. We do have something to eat. Monica put something in our oven this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, you touch that and you will be sorry. Guys, I listened to her. The vein is bigger than I've ever seen it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Brussels sprouts. That's worse than no food. You got it was Monica's stinky Brussels sprouts. Stinky? Please let me stay on this side of the door. <laughs> oh, I know. I still have my old key. Ooh. We can just unlock the door. Well, I don't know if that's such a good idea. They clearly don't want to be with us. You know what? I don't want to be with them either, but it's Thanksgiving and we should not want to be together together. I just get in there and make a face-to-face -face apology, you know? Look them in the eye. I know I could get them to forgive us. I don't know. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Oh. 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 Oh.
turkey, the stuffing. The cranberries. Uh, enough. A monkey could have made them. <laughs> Hey, listen, guys, we feel really terrible. He's doing that weird eye contact thing. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Come on, you guys. We want you to know we're very, very sorry. Right, guys? I feel oh, terrible. Friends. We all have some friends like that, right? So today I'm going to talk about relationships and how important they are in our lives. And, um... Let me get my electronic device to crank up here real quick. Hey, Dad, I see you watching on, face, on Facebook. Thank you for joining. The, um, through, and I'll go ahead and tell you now, throughout the, the death of my, uh, my mother, um, and I'll give you insights on beautiful darkness, that throughout this time, we were able to rekindle a relationship with my father, with my brother, with my sister-in-law, and we have, throughout the darkness... We all came together, and our relationship has uh, just grown significantly. And you never know who is going to be that person that brings you out and helps you out. I'll tell you, during that time, Pastor Doug, he is out. He's out of town this weekend, um, but he is amazing. He stood by my side. He's been standing by my side since I was about 12. Even that time, I was on a roof balcony jumping back and forth. But we won't talk about that now. That's an old story. I was about 14 or 15 in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Pastor Doug has been a big part of my life, my entire life. And Miss Regina, I think you've known me since I was... I've only grown a little bit, so it's not that much. So, so our lives are made up of a web of relationships with colleagues at work, at home, with parents siblings and children with our neighbors and so much more one important type of relationship which can take different shapes and develop around a variety of interest is friendship friendships range from casual encounters or a former classmate you bump into or a friend on social media to the kinds of friendships where you would entrust your life and the lives of your loved ones into their hands as you know, and I just spoke about the roller coaster of emotions that I've gone through in the last couple of years, that actually it was my decision to step away. I, God probably did not plan for me to do that, but I took that step to step back. Um, but it was for a good cause, because during this time of the darkness, I was able to work on me and my wife's relationship, me and my kids' relationship, the relationships of things in my life that needed to be taken care of. Because I feel that it goes God, family, and if you're in the ministry, then it's ministry. Because if you can't handle your household, then you can't help with other people. Amen? We are built for relationships. One of the realities about us as people that we generally gravitate towards other people and towards relationships with them even if we struggle to trust people or connect with them. Have you ever been at work and you see someone huddled up in the corner? And you're like, hmm, I wonder what they're talking about. You're gravitating towards stuff like that. Have you ever just, just wanted to talk to somebody just to talk? I'm a talker. I'm a gabber. Of course, you, I work for a car dealership. I get paid to talk. And I talk a lot. And I enjoy it. I really enjoy, 
I build relationships outside the, outside the church in the world. That's what we're supposed to do as Christians is build outside the church walls, build relationships in and wherever our world is. I don't care if you're going to the Walmart. I don't care if all you do is stay at home, go to the store, and you go to church. Within those boundaries, there is somebody you can build a relationship with. And you don't have to, pre- you don't have to say, you're, take this, read it every, every day. You don't have to do that. What you need to do is show the love, show the kindness. And you know what that'll do? That lets God open up to them through you. So, and Pastor Doug wrote in the back today, be a vessel. Be a vessel. Be empty. And before I go any farther, I'm going to stop and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I come to you right now. And I want to clear my mind. I want to clear my Clear my heart of, of, no, of everything that is not you. Lord, empty me so you can fill me. Empty me of myself. Paul tells us to die every day. God, I am dying for, for you to live in me. God, let the words that I speak help someone build a relationship in their life that could change their life now or in the future. Because every appointment and every person that we come in contact is a divine invitation for Jesus. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. And I am just overwhelmed by your spirit today. And I ask you to flow through me and fill me and touch me and touch everyone that hears my voice. Facebook, wherever it is, God, we trust you and it's about you and not me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, God is so good. I'll tell you what. But I, I wish this screen would not go off every three seconds. <sighs> Let me find my spot again. One of the realities about us as people is generally gravitate towards, um, towards other people. Even when we're struggling to trust people or connect with them, we have something to relate with other people no matter who they are. Through our weaknesses, normally we connect with someone. This is understandable when you realize that human beings were built for relationships. Do you know why you really, really enjoy being with your friends in their company? And why we crave connection with other people? Well, in the beginning, Genesis 1.27 says that human beings are made in the image of God. You heard that. In the image of God. I'm going to get in the, into that later into the scriptures, but this will tell us it reflects who God is. Something about God, hold on, this means here's something about us which reflects who God is. We will get into that into a little bit, but one of these things about God is that God is a relational by nature. God made us to be relationship with one another despite being surrounded by immense beauty and plethora of animals. That was in the beginning when Adam was alone by himself. He had it all. He had everything. But then in Genesis 2 and 18, then the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. He says it in his words. I will make a helper who is right for him. I took that as this. If you are in your own mind, that is a dangerous place. Who has ever been in their own mind and it has crushed you? I have. I'm coming out of it now. Darkness is not good. 
That's why it's so important that we fill ourselves with people around us who encourage us, who build us up, who don't break us down. It's not good to be in a toxic relation. If you're in a toxic relationship right now and you're getting beat up and th not physically beat up, but beat down mentally, you need to reflect on that relationship. Girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives, whatever it is, you need to reflect on that. And is it good or is it bad for you? We need the company and the connection with other human beings. That's why one of the worst punishments which can be inflicted upon a person is to place them in solitary confinement. I learned that it was, I think it was in, in China when they tortured people, they would lay them down on the floor and drip water on their forehead consistently. Or they put them in a, a silent. They put them in a room and just have them listening to creepy music. That's insane. I would lose my ever loving mind if you ever put me in. A, <laughs> if you ever put me in a room by myself, you. I hope it's padded with walls and, I mean, padded and all that because I'm gonna lose it. I love people. I love being around people. I thrive off people. I get hyper. I'm very hyper when I'm around people. And if I talk too fast, I apologize. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, I don't like being alone. Ask my wife. Yeah, I like having people over at the house. I love eating. Um, I, I enjoy togetherness. Isn't that right, babe? Hey, that's my wife over there. If you can't see her on Facebook, I'm not going to tell her your name. <laughs> I was about to blow you up. Love you. Can we have a little bit of fun in here in a relationship? Okay, thank you. Thank you. While there may be many complications involved, we are fundamentally built for relationships and connection with other people. The capacity and desire for meaningful relationships and the integral part of who we are is being made in God's image. But our friendships need to be enriched, enriching. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are, when we are friends with someone, we let them into our space. We let them get to know us. We allow them to have influence in our lives. When a friend speaks into or over your life because they are someone you have grown trust. Jay, the other day you stopped by the dealership. You had no clue what I was going through. But that same day my GM put in his notice and he quit. We had no clue what was happening at that point at my job. But all of a sudden, here comes Jay swooping through the lot. I'm out here talking about a truck with somebody because I sell cars. If anybody doesn't know, I'm at Matthews Motors. Um, and that is not a marketing strategy. That just happened. Um, but no, you came up at the perfect time. Jay, when you message me, it always happens at the, it happens at the time. Craig... When I come to the radio, radio station and speak to you, it's always like a divine appointment. I sold a, I sold a car two days ago to my buddy Jamar Jenkins, and I'm repping his brand this morning, Relationship Over Religion, because he goes into the inner city and shows Jesus without showing Jesus. He goes in and builds relationships with people who have never met Jesus before. He, and he's, he's all over. And I want to rep this brand because it's not about religion. It's about relationship with God and knowing who he is and what he's done for us. Because I am beyond the fact that I know that I have a purpose and I have a will being to serve him and to preach his gospel. 
Amen? And all of us have a purpose. I don't care if it's cleaning trashes for the church. There is a purpose for you to be here, whether it's helping with the kids, which we need help. But we cannot grow as a church if we do not have relationships with one another. We have to be willing to step out and come together and build these groups. Woo! Feeling a little something. All right, so we talked about Proverbs and how iron sharpens iron, and those are the people that we need to be around, people who make us sharper. When a friend speaks into your life because they are someone you grow and trust, Tabitha, I've spoke so many things to you and Blake before. I, spoke, I, I like to be an open book. I like to be, I want you to see who I really am. Because who in here is perfect? Oh, me either. How about that? How about that? I mess up, you mess up, we mess up, we all mess up, we're all sinners, and we fall short. But that doesn't mean we got to stay that way. we got to repent and turn back to what Jesus, and, and judgment is coming on, on this country, by the way, if we don't turn back to God. You are who you hang out with. Pastor Doug has taught this to me since I was young, and you are who you hang out with. If you hang out with millionaires, or you hang out with five millionaires, I pray that you're the sixth millionaire. If you hang out with alcoholics, eventually you will be an alcoholic. You are who influences your life. It's easier to pull somebody down than lift them up. If they tell us something true about ourselves, even though it might be hurtful, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses, and that's in, in Proverbs 20, 27 and 6. I want you to think about this. Judas walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, but he gave him a kiss of death. He gave up Jesus, not realizing what he had as a relationship. And, and we all know what happened to Judas. If he would have just waited one more day, he would have been forgiven. Mm. I don't know about you, but that speaks volumes. The man Judas walked with Jesus, saw his miracles, but yet still did not believe. And that was that free will that God tells us that we can believe or not believe. He, he chose the other direction. And we saw what he went through. Deep friendships enrich us because good friends challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. In the same way that iron sharpens iron, good friends help build us up even as we do the same for them. The Bible also talks about Friendships that are deeper than even the bonds of blood in February in Proverbs 18:24 speaks about a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And of course, last week Pastor Doug brought up the relationship between Jonathan and David. These two men pledged friendship to one another so much that when Jonathan's father, King Saul, was hunting him down and wanted to kill David out of jealousy, Jonathan went out of his way to warn his friend to keep him safe. And I advise you to read 1 Samuel 20 and you will get that story. And I advise anyone who has notes or anything, please write down the scriptures and go in and dive in for yourself. Because if you, if you don't open it, you can't get it. And I'm guilty of it too. I'll pick this up and sometimes I'll pull up my Bible this way. But I tell you what, I get more when I open the word. Get away from the distractions. Friends are precious. 
Friendships are precious. This is a positive side of friendship that there is no other angle the Bible also talks about. Friends that can derail us. Who's ever had those friends that have actually pulled you down before? That you started slipping and sliding? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I get it. Um, as many, as kids, we were all kids at one time, right? I don't know about Craig, but um, he walked with Jesus, but we won't talk about that right now. I love it. As, as kids, many of us had at least one friend that our parents warned us about. And, yeah? Well, I was that kid, <laughs> okay? I was that kid. I was the guy in the neighborhood that ran up and down the streets, and it wasn't because I wasn't trained the right way. It wasn't that I wasn't in a good household. It wasn't that my mom and dad didn't bring me to church and teach me Jesus. It was the fact that I did my own thing, and I wasn't listening to them. I wasn't taking wise counsel from my parents. So I was the kid that, hey, be careful of him. He might teach you some things you probably don't need to know. And I know my brother's saying that now to his nephews because I teach them all sorts of stuff. So, but we get warned, we get warned by our parents as kids to be careful about who we hang out with and who we have a relationship with because it could deter us or derail us in our lives and what we accomplish. At other times, parents had their own hang-ups and they simply didn't want their kids to hang out with a kid from a different background and that this was often not a reason at all, which is totally wrong. But when God tells us to be careful who we associate with and who we let into our friendship spaces, it is being done out of a place of wisdom and love. God knows us through and through, our strengths, our weaknesses, and so much more. God also loves us deeply and desires for us to flourish. The Bible is full of verses that warn us that we can be ensnared in bad behavior of our friends such as being hot-tempered, and I want you to read Proverbs 22, 24, plotting violence, Proverbs 24 and 1, and overindulging in alcohol and food, Proverbs 23, 20, and 21. Whoever we invite into our inmost spaces become our friends to have influence in our thinking and our behavior. They will have a profound impact on the development of our character. As Paul puts it, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And that's 1 Corinthians 15:33. This does not mean that we have to be that we are to be unloving, judgmental, hostile to people who display some of these behaviors. No, Jesus was loving towards us and hung out with the lowest of the low. Uh, he hung out in the bars. I, of course, back then they was outside probably on like hay and stuff like that. And, but he hung out with the leopards. He hung out with the outcasts. He hung out with people who, were, who felt unloved. He, he hung out with the ones who didn't know him, who didn't want to really know him, but he, he stepped in and said, you know what? I'm here if you need me. What about that lady? Well, what about the lady who was dying to get to his garment? That was a divine appointment during a relationship. And everyone saw that in the crowd. She was going to make her way to him. 
she needed something and she made it. She touched his garment and she was healed. That's us today. All we have to do is reach out and say, God, I need you. My, my relationship with you needs to grow. I need to cut what I'm doing out but rely on you. That's a relationship. As Paul puts it elsewhere, if we refuse to associate with everyone who acted in this and other ungodly ways, we would have to leave this world forever. And that's in 1 Corinthians 5 and 10. Because Adam and Eve messed this thing up for us. They straight up messed it up for all of us because of their mistakes. We are all sinners. Their relationship started off on the wrong foot. And to young couples and stuff, I want you to think, and, and, and if you're watching and if you're a young couple and, you're, and your boyfriend, girlfriend fixing to get engaged, I advise you, I advise you to make sure you start your relationship right and that put, means put God in the middle because if it's not in the middle it's not going to work if you're on two separate accords it's not going to work friendship however is deeper than more than a mere association to exercise wisdom is choosing our friends the question is whether we are letting people into position where they can influence and counsel us towards what is ungodly or towards what will build up character in, in, in theirs. A true friend. There is one friendship that we have not spoken about, but I brought it up earlier. We touched on how people, we are hardwired, hardwired for relationships and that because we reflect who God is, is it any wonder then that one of the relationship and the friendships the Bible talks about is between God and people. You may know of the song, and I can't sing, and I'm not going to. What a friend we have in Jesus. I listened to it last night. Um, it was actually one of my mom's favorite songs, Precious Memories and things like that. And it came on with Alan Jackson, and I put it on last night, and I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving me in the dark times. And a lot of people don't know, and I, and I just told my wife this um, probably about a week ago of how I felt during that time. I really felt like giving up. I felt like my mom's not here to see me grow. I'm, what am I going to do with myself? Who am I, who am I going to impress? And I, and I started getting distracted by all the noise in the background, all the darkness that was going on. But it's just the relationships that walked into my path throughout the darkness begin to ignite me. Kevin, it's going to be okay. Your mama's looking down on you. She's so proud of you right now. You're preaching and teaching the word of God. You have your own. You have become a man. And, and, and I, I miss my mom every single day of the week, every single hour. But I tell you what, she would not come back to this place at all. She is in heaven. She is worshiping. She's in no pain. Um, and by the way, hashtag cancer sucks. You can put that on, on Facebook if you're watching. I'm all about cancer and getting rid of it and figuring it out. But back to where my mom is. She's in heaven. She has no cancer. She is healed. Amen? Amen. 
okay? So if you're in a dark time right now, it's okay. Let's speak, let's talk, let's get relational. Never be alone in your mind because that will kill you. And, and, and I mean that. Mental illness is something and it's something bad. Whoo! Lord, how mercy. God is so good. You may know of the song, We Have a Friend in Jesus, and All Our Sins and Griefs Are Bare. This song is talking about something profound, that God desires relationship with people. Jesus says, Jesus says that his disciples are his friends and not just simple followers or servants. Do you recall that verse about a friend who sticks closer than a brother? Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, exemplified the fact that he is the closest friend that you will ever have. In John 15 and 13, Jesus said, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Jesus said this on the evening before he laid down his life for the sake of his friends and the entire world. He demonstrated the greatest love. And I don't know about you today, but what Jesus did on that cross, I would try to do. I would try to do. But my God, that's a lot of love. Could you do that? Could you lay down your life for people that you don't know, that have hurt, or, or you have no clue, or people that have hurt you so bad? Could you lay down your life for them? That's hard. But as we begin our Christ walk, and as we begin to ask for forgiveness, and we begin to say, God, help me forgive them, and we begin to speak it, roll with it, walk it, it becomes easier. I still can't believe Jesus died on the cross for me. I was a bad person. But I'm here to tell you today, God has changed me. What's remarkable about all this is what another Bible writer says. And when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and he died for us as sinners. You can go ahead and play something soft. I'm going to read that again. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time, and he died for us sinners. Who's ever been in a circumstance that you wouldn't have got out of if it wasn't for God? My dad doesn't know about this, but he's about to find out when I was 18 years old. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> when I was 18 years old, I got in trouble with the um, New Hanover County Sheriff's Department. Um, I did some things I shouldn't have been doing, um, and I should have been put away. But a relationship that I built at church, his name was Deputy Eric Brown. He was good friends with my brother. They came to the house. They hung out. He was the one that arrested me that night. And, and my hands were numb, and I'm sitting in the back of the police car, and I'm like, God, my future's done. And, and this was at 18. And since then, now I'm 37, there's a lot more stories on this. But as I sit there, I'm like, God, what am I going to do? I, I, I'm totally messed up at this point. But then here comes Eric, and he steps into my life, and he said, don't ever let me see you here again. Don't ever let me catch you doing this again. Don't ever. 
he started encouraging me to stop. Stop doing what you're doing and turn the other direction. And to this day, I'm thankful for Eric Brown. To this day, I have a relationship with Eric Brown. I reached out to him on my birthday and said, hey man, thank you. Thank you for being there that night and helping me. That's what relationships are about. A lot of you in here, I've known you. Chris, you're my cousin. Ms. Taylor, I've known you a long time. Bill, I met you a few years ago. Shane and Paula, these are the relationships. Ms. Dolores, I met you. Remember you whispered in my ear the first time I walked into uh, when we were in the lower class at Terrace Towers, when we were just in the main office. You said, it's time for you to come home. And you wanted me to be with Pastor Doug. That's a relationship. Brittany, we grew up together. Miss Regina, you watched us grow up. Tabitha, me and you ran a youth group together. Come on. Yeah, we ran a youth group together. Lord Jesus. But to this day, we're still influencing people about Jesus. That's relationships, guys. That's what we have to do as followers of Jesus. Man. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and put this down. And I want to ask somebody in this place today with all heads bowed and eyes shut. Are you looking for that relationship with Jesus? If there's anybody in this room right now that says, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus. But today I would like to start. If that's you, will you just signify with the lifting of your hand? And if you're online and this is your first time watching Kingdom Impact, thank you for watching. If you've enjoyed this message, please say some words. Let us know that you enjoyed it. But before I leave, I'm, I'm going to pray over everyone. And you can repeat after me. I'm going to say the sinner's prayer because we're all sinners and we need to move forward. Dear God, forgive me of my sins. You, you died on a cross for me. And you rose on the third day to take over the keys of death. Lord, today I lay it down at the altar for you. Forgive me of my sins. Let me turn away and let me realize it's about you and not me. Thank you for this time to come together and have a relationship with a wonderful church. And let us remember it's, it's about relations. It's about diving into your word. It's about knowing who God is and what his purpose is for us. Let us be iron and iron and let's help one another out in this journey of life. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Today I am saved. Today I am saved. And if you said that prayer right then, guess what? You're saved. It's very simple. Now it's up to you what you're going to do with it. If you decide to keep walking for Jesus, do it with the best of your ability. You're going to mess up. You're going to fall. This is a hard journey because the enemy does not like what you're doing. The enemy's going to come against you and your days are going to get dark, but guess what? There is a light. Jesus brings the light in the darkness. 
Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And thank you for being a loving God, a sovereign God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these relationships. Thank you for kingdom impact and the relationships that Wilmington is about to be encountered with. Lord, I just thank you, and I say amen to you, and I just worship you. Can we just give God love? Can we just, can you just, can we just worship God for a minute? Can we just say, God, I love you so much. Lord, I just lift my hands to you, and I thank you for all that you're doing and all that you have done. Lord, from the beginning, you said you would, it is done. And God, I feel that today that you have given me a purpose and a calling. God, today it is new. Today it is new. Today, somebody's relationships will be rekindled. The fire, I, I want to ignite a fire in relationships today. If there's anybody in this room that says, I do not have a good relationship with my mother, if I do not have a good relationship with my father, today, rekindle that relationship. And if it takes you to eat crow and say, I'm sorry, say, I'm sorry. Because you will never rekindle it unless you take that step. Lord, I'm just so thankful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just love you, Father. I just want to love on you, Father. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you for giving me the words to help sharpen other people. Thank you for letting me be encouraging. Lord, I ask for, for more encouragement. Lord, I ask for more motivation. I ask for that, that flame to turn into a bonfire. Amen.